Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish up his message, which has been titled, Generosity Done Right. In this message, Pastor Chuck has been exploring how generosity works well in the life of a Christian. The text for this message can be found in Acts chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Acts chapter 4 right now as Pastor Chuck finishes up his message. So here's the last point. Last point for consideration. Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this is helpful. It, watch this. When generosity is going right, as vessels of grace, as disciples of Christ, it exalts Christ first and foremost. He gets glory. He gets honor. He gets praise. It's the ethos of the church. It's what we're known by. It's something that God uses as a spiritual discipline, as a quality, a character trait of the church that grows us. It also elevates the community around us. That this lost, broken, and dying world, as we think about the the, the rising, the uprising, and so many different things, as we see the, the violence, these things that are plaguing our youth, the sickness of things that happen the the lack of affordable housing and all of these things the lack of resourcing that a lot of our school systems uh, uh, don't have the teachers they have need this all allows us to establish some justice and equity from the king of kings and the lord of lords in the earth we're letting his will be done in the earth as it is in heaven and he's using us as a vessel of grace he's blessing us to be a blessing what that does lastly is it helps to execute the Great Commission. Listen with verse, verse 32 through 34 say again, that the full number of those who were believed were one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common with great power. The apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. Do you know According to the Barna Group, I believe that 51% of churchgoers don't know what the Great Commission is. A study that the Barna Group did in March 2018 stated that those that were a part of this study were unfamiliar with the term Great Commission, and 17% of those that were a part of this study were familiar with it, but were not familiar with the chapter and verse. And so we see this in a few different areas in Scripture. Acts 1 verse 8 is one of the Great Commission passages that the Lord would bless us with power to be witnesses of him. Uh, we see this in Mark chapter 16 where he said that he would give us power and serpents, could, serpents couldn't deal with us. We can lay hands on the sick and they recover and we would go out and proclaim. And the most famous or most notable one, if you will, is out of Matthew chapter 28. Where the Lord tells us all power and authority has been given unto him and we are to go into the world and to proclaim the good news that we are to teach them what we have been taught to baptize them in the name of the Father Son and of the Holy Spirit and that we are to do this from our local context to our global context paraphrasing that well, family, what I want you to know is that this is important. That this is the commission, if you will, the commandment that the Lord has given us to go tell of his wondrous works. Testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that there is salvation found in no one or no thing else. And when we're generous, when we're living out that life, it helps to provide an audience to those who don't believe, those who are struggling in their belief, to be able to say, no, 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 no. Who Jesus is and what he has done is true and is real and it is worth believing in it. And if we are not knowledgeable ourselves, if we're not willing to learn and become active in the sharing and advancing of his gospel, not just in word, but also in deed, then how our eternity is going to be changed. So we live out a generous life as a response to the generosity that God the Father gave us in God the Son. It's an act of obedience and worship that highlights his steadfast love for all people. Being generous, listen to this, being a generous body of believers, it's an act of worship to the true and living God that highlights his steadfast love for all people. Understanding this is a beauty and blessing that we need to lean into. So I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to give you an action step, and then we're going to go on. Give you an action step, then we're going to go on. 2 Corinthians 9 reads out of verse 6. The Apostle Paul is breaking down some more information, breaking down some more sound doctrine, if you will, to the church at Corinth out of all that they've been through. And he says this. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the other so bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He, listen, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service, listen, listen, please listen. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgiving to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of, listen, your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Watch this. We're living generous lives. When we're submitting our all to King Jesus, especially as it relates to our financial resources, those things that we have that are able to be a blessing to others. When we're rightly stewarding the blessings, it may not just be finances. It could be the, the, the wisdom the, the, from that you got from your education, the wisdom or, uh, that you got from your experience in a certain field. It, it could be whatever the Lord ministers to you, you give to that generously. God said that this ministry of service would supply the needs not only to the saints but it will cause an overflow of thanksgiving to God and the outside world 
will see the great grace upon your life. And they would also be drawn into understanding more about your God because of the surpassing grace that was upon you. Is that not what the Apostle Paul said? Great grace was upon them all. I mean, uh, Luke said in Acts chapter 4, great grace was upon them. The good news of Jesus Christ shapes our understanding on giving. And when we give, it shapes others' understanding of his generous love and gift of his son for them as well. So the question I want to pose comes out of Acts chapter four. How much great grace could we experience this week if we would follow this divine strategy? The divine strategy is also found in Luke six. Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. When men give unto your bosom for with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. This 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 act of generosity to sow into the life of someone else to bring forth his equity and his justice in earth. How much great grace can be released in the body of Christ and in our community this week, this week alone. If we would hearken to the voice of the Lord through this passage of scripture and we would do what he has commanded us to do when we hearken to his voice this week, whatever expression of generosity he causes us to release what great grace can be seen on us, Rebuild Fellowship, when we are living a life of obedience to him this week. And I want you, I want you to hear this from the lens of what God wants from you. I want you to hear this from what God wants for you. He's not trying to get money out your pockets. The cattle of a thousand here belong to him. He's God. He don't need our money. What he's trying to do, he's trying to get idols out of this heart of ours. Any idols that's in there, he's trying to get it out. He doesn't want us to be conformed to the world, but he wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. He's not trying to get money out your pocket. God don't need our money. What he's more so trying to do is get idols out of our hearts. Hope that makes sense. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to just stop for a moment and just breathe. That's one. That's two for God the Son. And lastly, that's three for the Holy Spirit. As the article said, it's a major challenge when you're championing generosity. But I want this to be what we're known by. I know it's what God can use to grow this church by. But most importantly, I want it to be something that we exalt Christ by. I want it to elevate our community. And I want it to continue to lead us in executing the Great Commission as he commanded. So I want to call you in to giving at this moment. 833-473-7373. Here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to text the word decision. If you have given yourself over to the Lord Jesus Christ, if in this moment you realize that you haven't surrendered your all to him, maybe you're not a believer. I want to call you into understanding how generous he was 
God the Father that is, and gave his only begotten son to do everything that was necessary for your salvation. He generously gave of his only and his best so that you could become a son, a daughter. Maybe you need to text the word surrender, I mean text the word decision to that number 833-473-7373 and I want you to give of yourself generously to the Lord, all of you. Because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Maybe for some of you is to turn around, to repent, to no longer look at yourself as provider, look at the world for its wisdom and provision, but you look at God, the true and living God, Christ our Lord is your provider, and you look into his word for his provision. It's to come back home. You can text that word decision as well. Maybe you can text the word give if you're already a member and to give. Text that word give. That's also a decision when you text the word give. Maybe you want to give of something that says, God, I want this idol out of my heart. God, I want to live for you and I want to love for you. Here's, here's my offering to say, God, I'm taking this step of faith as, as uncomfortable as it may be, but God, I trust you. Family, as we're building up to the third Sunday of this month where we'll have our big gift Sunday, and you've heard me say our goal is 125,000 to be a gift to, this, to the Triangle area. As we're leading up to the big give, would you begin to give and it shall be given unto you. Would you try to outgive God this week and watch him multiply? Nothing you sow into the kingdom is ever lost. And I know, I know, I know this is difficult. I know some of you may have questions and you can also text those to decision as well. If you wanna follow up, you need some additional information, but we wanna call you into his mission and watch this. You're free to invite somebody else into the mission of God of blessing others and helping to elevate this community and to execute the great commission by which lives are changed for the better. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor KJ returns to talk through what generosity looks like when it goes wrong.